0: Hi, and welcome to Business Without Bullshit, the New York Sessions. I am Andy Ori, and alongside me is my co-host Pippa Sturt. Hi, Andy. And today we are joined by the phenomenal Sandy Burrows and the incredible Ed Burster. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. So, Ed uh, and Sandy, we find you together on this lovely uh, sunny evening in New York. What? Why? Why are you together? What's What's going on here?
1: Oh, Sandy and I have known each other for a really long time. Okay. Um, we've been in business together. Sandy at brands, me and stores. Um, we found that we Sadly were- Sandy
0: distributing and yes. looking after brands mm-hmm. and you you, were the, I was f- a, the a, cold a, face of retail. And,
1: you know. I, I, and I was there to burst everybody's dreams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's never been so. But not Sandy's. And we developed a friendship over time. And during the pandemic, we formed an entity together- and we're having a blast.
2: Yeah. That's
0: fantastic. And and for the listener, I don't you know, I got to know Sandy and it was a great privilege. And and when I was first introduced to Sandy, I mean, I remember someone, I think it was Barney's, they showed me around Barney's and it was like the whole floor was yours. It was like, you know, it was like 60% Sandys and everyone adored you. Now, if there's one thing that's difficult to achieve in a business, especially quite a ruthless business, like, well, as you, I think you put it right, the, the popping of people's genes, dreams. Cosmetics and skincare, these are industries that are not dissimilar to maybe to music or other art industries that people have great ambitions that, you know, it's a tough market, as it were. And then to have such an enormous dominance in the retail field and everyone talk about Sandy like they were her best friend, I mean, that's um, impressive, you know. Uh,
2: it, you know, Andy, it, you'd find just as many people who have bad things to say about me, but I think part of that goes to what Ed said about popping people's dreams. Being honest. I, I, yeah. I'm a very straightforward person, if somebody shows me something and I think it's great, I will say I think it's great if somebody shows me something and I think it's not, it doesn't have what it takes. You're a no bullshit kind of person, yeah. in all honesty.
1: And I'm the same way on the other side of the desk.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If,
1: if it's not right for the store, if it's not different enough, if it isn't the right quality, if it doesn't talk to the consumer the way it's supposed to, it just doesn't get in. But everything that Sandy seemed to have picked worked
0: you both maybe you both can spot things you can see things certainly sandy can see things on a marketing level you you taught me that thing when you it was one of our products and you were saying you know andy there's this thing that, that this doesn't work because there's this thing that happens that you walk into a store and you know you want to buy some face cream and then there's this thing that you and you've heard something or someone tells you something about this brand and then you pick it up and then the packaging and the thing it will make it confuses you and then you're like oh i don't want to buy that you know, it's the, it's or a simple example in, 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 in that industry is that, you know, quite often a product can do multiple things, but it's not a good idea to say they say multiple things because it confuses people, you know, in terms of what they're we trying to, to find. You have to be
2: careful how you say, I mean, truly, I think in so many businesses and especially in ours, the key thing is to know who you are, be able to tell the story in a very strong and compelling way, have a strong and compelling story. And that's what Mm -hmm. Ed and I have always seen eye to eye about.
1: And you need to make sure that it's genuine.
2: I was about to say uh, this
0: industry, if any industry is full of bullshit narratives. I mean But
2: I did but not bullshit. I'm talking about a, your, a, your true, a true true story. compelling story. Because it wasn't like Creme de la mer,
0: some real. story about some Russian who went under the sea and found some nonsense. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of those stories out there, aren't oh Yeah, right? it's that the magic broth. Yeah, the magic <laughs> broth thing. <laughs> my, my dad put it brilliantly, uh, uh, early on when we started getting a bit mixed up in this skincare industry. Um was so he's so we're selling hope to the insecure. Is that what someone's Telling me, you know, and it was like, well, he's, you know, to some extent, it's it's true, but you could apply that not, you could apply that to lots of products, you know what I mean? You could probably apply it to music, you know, you could apply or,
2: it to cars,
0: you, you could apply it, it to it. cars.
3: But I would imagine, you know, you say you burst people's bubbles, but I imagine for a lot of people that's actually quite refreshing, and they may not appreciate it at the time, but they probably appreciate it afterwards. Because there's nothing worse than having smoke
0: blown. You guys are pretty good. You, you, because what you understand is the thing that's very rare. Is you understand markets. You understand what what people like and what they buy. But do you 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 you're hesitant at the concept? This is a positive thing to tell the truth. Oh
1: no, I I believe in telling the
2: truth.
3: I think sometimes it's better for people to cut their losses than keep being kind of told that maybe it's going to be a thing when it's just totally not? You know what, Pippa, I I
2: think very often you have people who just shop around and talk until they hear someone tell Tell them them what it is that they're hoping to hear.
3: So delusion is is still a thing? Greed is still
2: a thing, and a desire to make money quick is still a thing, and just because either separately or together we say to someone we don't think this works the way it is and presumably sometimes people don't listen many people you know, you don't, don't listen you don't hear what you don't want to hear and many people look at the map and they look at the US and they see this
1: geographically enormous vast enormous yeah.
2: mass big of geography yeah. <laughs> and they see big dollar signs
0: yeah British businesses do, and we generally turn up in New York and fail. <laughs> Just like a pile, a pile of depressed people at the British Airways airport lounge. going No, home. but there so, is,
1: you know, when I was at Liberty, we had a program called you know, the Open Call. If you made something, it was first come, first serve. You get online, and it may have taken you a couple hours to see the buyer for that area, but you would get honest feedback. Okay. The first yeah, time, the first time we did it, a thousand
0: people showed up. And we see your, your instigation, as it were, this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you train other buyers? Did you have to pick people? What makes a good buyer? Because it's not, it's not a, that's not a very fun job in a way, or it is a fun job, but it's a tough job, you know.
1: It is, but what you do is you pick people that have a similar eye. Yeah. like you mm. you
2: have to have the eye so,
1: so when you, yeah, you so have have so, so when you put the assortment together it looks like it was you know it might have been bought by 10 people but it looks like it all
0: belongs it all hangs together. together yeah yeah. oh so it's deeper than it just being whether you've got an eye of something will sell or not it's a taste mm-hmm. it's, it's like having a flavour it has to be curated
3: and do you think about how it will fit in a fit with the other products you've oh, got absolutely. rather than just For sure. this one works really uh-huh. well if mm-hmm. it doesn't Particularly if
2: you're a retailer, you think yeah. about that, because people are coming to your retail entity, your store. Yep. And what, as a retailer, what you are building and what you are selling is your store. Mm. And the things in it and the tone of voice that yeah. you use to speak about it, that's yeah. your product. And knowing what will work where and what will fit, it's pretty important. And it almost
0: suggests don't have too many things, isn't it? Like chaos is not chaos is not helpful in a store, is it? You know.
1: No, you have to have a really sharp eye, and you have to keep that assortment the way it should be, or else it can get out of it can get out of control in a heartbeat.
2: But Ed Edis always said, just have great stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And just have new stuff, and just have something that's going to. Surprise and delight someone when they come upon it. What's 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 the journey for? If I'm if I'm searching store to store and I see the same assortment everywhere,
0: we really. um, I think we revere London and New York have this great connection, but I think. You know, New York, and it's quite a Jewish influence too. It's very straight talking, and I think we really like that. Do you know what I mean? Because we find a lot of Americans very confusing. You know, British people find Americans confusing. You meet an America business, you say, how's it going? Oh, it's going very well, Andrew. Yeah, we're making a fortune and everything's going great. But it's not true. English person will say, oh, it's going fucking terribly, mate. You know, I think I might have to <laughs> shut it all down, Going in a pub later. You know, wife's about to leave me. And we're like, Oh, right, yeah, man. You know, we like the underdog. Part of it is we like the underdog and you like the
2: winners. We will start with the ladies first. Um, what was your first proper job? Oh, my first proper job. I was I was shopping or browsing because I didn't really shop there in those days. Browsing. At Bergdorf Goodman, oh. and I happened to have my pathetic little portfolio of creative work in you a my bag. Or an no, artist? I was a writer. And I went to press the button for the elevator on the seventh floor, and I looked to my left, and it said, Advertising Department. And I walked in with my little portfolio, and I said, does anybody here need a writer? And as it happened, there was a terrific very um, maverick wow. woman as a creative director, and she gave me a couple of freelance assignments and then she hired me. That is the most
3: amazing story. And that was, my,
2: that was my first proper job. And you know what people would say
0: in England anyway, they'd say, oh, well back then, you know, that's what you know, that you just That was way back then. No, no, no and I and I and I mean that with great respect, but as in you, there's this perception that it used to be like that. Ash it's still like that. In the weird way that if you go and knock on a door sometime or ask a question, you know, I think that's a beautiful. It's story. a little
3: bit of luck, it but it's a luck. lot of I'm talent because if you yeah. haven't been able to do it, you wouldn't have Don't she wouldn't have taken it door. further.
0: Why what made you go up? You said you just what the elevator went bing and you thought, I'll get in it.
2: No, I was I was browsing in the store right. and I went to press the elevator button and I looked and I saw a sign that said advertising department.
3: Right. Okay, 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 okay. Still quite so. brave to walk through the door.
2: Oh, you know? I
0: was yeah. quite terrified. Yeah. I've learned loads of things there. I didn't know you wrote. What were you writing? Poems or stories or?
2: I was trying to be an advertising copywriter, so I wow. had all kinds of make believe, terrible make believe ads in my life. I've just folder. got Madman.
0: Going yeah, Madman. Awesome. Do you watch, watch Madman? What did
2: you think? Oh, of it? course, I thought it was one But
0: that it fits with what you you both have as a skill. Which, by the way, I, people think it's a common skill. It's incredibly rare to be good at marketing. In my experience, I now and then have met people who have got your. I would almost call it a gift that they can look at stuff and say, and they see it in a way that others. We're all wrapped up in our biases I don't know what it is there's something different going on but that's you applying that skill there
2: Marketing I think real marketing is is telling stories knowing how to tell stories and knowing how to get stories across in a way that other people can hear it and be compelled by it yeah. many people think of marketing as a kind of numbers crunching
3: or sort of or
0: or advertising. Yeah. Oh, they definitely think it's sales or advertising. Those are tools. I mean, but, but to your point, maybe people think, well, marketing is identifying your audience and who your audience is and where do they live and then getting stuff to them, telling well, them about Well, if you've the told
2: your story, right, you've already identified beautiful. your
0: story. That's beautiful.
2: So, but you should Ed's, ask about Ed's uh-huh. job.
3: First First job.
1: Oh, okay. So, when I graduated with my useless accounting degree. Yes! Yes! Um, <laughs>
0: accountants Don't
1: unite. I, I really, I really, I really couldn't find. I really couldn't find a job. So I took a year and I laid on the beach in Florida and I did drugs and I wound up with a really big problem and I wound up in rehab. Oh right. Um, and then when which I got, drug, which drug
0: I, led you down that road? Oh,
1: well, best about all of them. Right.
2: <laughs> he didn't discriminate.
1: No, no, no. It was, so when i got out of rehab it was in the fall and i said somebody has to you know be hiring so i went to macy's and they were hiring for the holiday season and they said there are two jobs we have uh-huh. you can work at Sandaland, which they took an entire entire floor and made it Sandaland. or they said you can you can be one of those fragrance sprayers on the main oh floor. On the which way did you go? Express? Wait, wait. Which way? I don't did go? know. And I said, "Are you kidding me? Macy's at Christmas in a green outfit in Santa Land? How tall are you? I don't think you're <laughs> you know? make an elf. No, no. So I took the fragrance job, and I never looked back. My rest of my entire career has been in stores and really? in I retail. Can't see
3: you. I cannot see you as an accountant. I've got to be honest.
0: No, I couldn't either. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what do you really like about retail? What, what do you find? You must you, because you must have been I good like, at I, it. I like the excitement of selling. Yeah, okay. And then fascination of that moment when we make these decisions uh-huh, or, uh-huh. Yeah. It's a very interesting And, and then you go right
1: from to that remember. to running parts of a store or running a store. Yeah. And then you you, you go into the buying office. You, you learn you learn that from the bottom. You know, I started as an assistant buyer, then a buyer, you know, then I had different divisions around me, then they gave me the whole enchilada sometimes.
0: Did you have a boss or anyone particularly that you think back and think, ah, oh, he he was a he was a good bastard or you know, he was hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, pretty much all of them. All name. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no name. <laughs> no name. <laughs> okay, well, another another interesting question. We'll start, we'll start with there, uh, Sandy. What do you think your biggest uh, mess up's been? Did you launch did you launch some big brand that you thought was gonna be the next big thing? And Ed said, this ain't going anywhere, Sandy. That actually was my mistake. Oh, was
2: it. I, not, <laughs> oh, okay. So you two I'm not,
1: first. I'm not saying the name of the brand, but I I, I was at Henry oh Bendel, and <laughs> I had launched several brands, and they were all successful, you know. Yeah. And I had one. I had you. I had one in my sights, and I thought it was going to be great, and it turned out to be awful. Oh. It turned out to be a financial disaster for the store. You know, the brand was really really unhappy, and at the end, because I did not do. The homework around that you know, the brand. That's
0: looking back. That was the mistake you made. You didn't. You didn't look into it. Yeah,
1: the brand did not resonate with that customer.
0: But it resonated with you. It was a. It was a bias. Maybe you. 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 You like that kind of. Maybe thing, I wasn't right?
1: experienced enough back then. Yeah. Yeah. But it got ugly
0: in the press. Oh wow! Really. And that does a, a huge knock to your reputation because it's a very fragile. It, for sure, when we talk about small industries underneath it, you're we've talked about a handful of department stores where the buyers roam from one to the other in New York. I mean, you've got yeah.
3: But it's that? I mean, did it? Did it? You come out of it having learned something useful?
1: Oh, for sure, not the easy way, but you get few, you learn.
0: Um, great answer. What, what do you think? Uh, Anything you look back and think? Oh, don't,
2: don't. I was always trying to be the best and the smartest and the most creative girl in the room. So what I did, and it took me a very long time to learn not to do it, is I would always give everything away. Because I look at something and I see all kinds of stuff very quickly, and I would get excited about saying, well, you could do you could do this and yeah, you could right. do this and you could do that. And Ed taught me the phrase brain rape.
0: Brain rape.
2: What and song. and it took me a very long time to get to the point where I didn't do that. And and it was interesting. I had a conversation with someone recently who was upset because people would take ideas I had yeah. given them and go use them. And I would go. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I had a conversation with someone recently where I said, "You know what? The bottom line is if someone is so excited that they can grab this golden egg and go running away with it and steal it, yeah. but they don't get the goose." Yeah. You're going to have lots more. Golden eggs, and don't feel bad. And is an idea a story?
0: An idea often Just the idea, you have the idea, and then you, you come up with a story? Isn't it the story that, that, that creates the idea? I don't know. And
2: they're hand in hand.
1: Yeah, that's definitely hand in hand. But yeah, the notion of a single great idea, you know, also is something that should be examined. Examined? Yes. Yeah. You know, if I do some work for private equity groups... Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and when they decide to either buy or invest in a brand, yeah, you know, they show it. They show it to me. They get my opinion on it because I've done a lot of stuff. I mean, they could show me cat food, or they could show me a luxury brand. I could tell them whether there's something. Whether there's, yeah. there's that is some the quality there. cat food. Next, <laughs> yeah. But I, how many times do I have to hear from someone? Everything would be great if we just had another thirty million dollars for advertising. Wow.
3: Mm.
1: And I say to them, "What does the product look like?" 12 months from now, 18 months, 24 months, 36 months. And they come back to me and say, Well, we've got a great product already.
0: It's a really interesting point you're saying. So part of it is to have a continual vision for the evolving of this thing. The product is not something that stands. That's what
2: a story is. A story is something that goes on.
0: Which which, if you again apply it to music, you know, musicians famously like David Barry and others, but a lot of the, the greatest artists will form personas that they develop because you know and people may want their old persona but it's like the evolution of them they would be regarded as the greatest artist I mean if you're not picking a band like The Beatles which basically in five years wrote all the best songs that have ever been fucking written and then said right that's it we quit you're all a bunch of bastards but if you pick a band that, an act and a you know, solo act yeah that's interesting so the brand needs Madonna to yeah, Madonna, yeah. great example, re It sounds
3: like what you're saying is if, you, if you're not prepared to change, it's not going to work. Like if you're not prepared to develop and grow something. But even,
0: even more than that, that you've got to be not just prepared to, you've got to be constantly working on the change, it sounds like, you know. And at the same time, I you mean, know, that's one thing that someone once said to me. Don't be
1: afraid of the change, embrace mm-hmm. the change.
3: What do you think is the most misunderstood thing about your business?
1: Sure. You know what you learn over time. You you know what they want to hear, and yeah. and what you have to tell them is the truth.
0: Did you ever meet people you really you just you thought these are some lovely people and get them a cup of tea and some biscuits before you broke broke the bombshell or you know snow? it, it happens
1: every now and then. Yeah. You telling me like this is this is great. You know, it needs. This, 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 this,
3: and this. <laughs>
0: and then it'll be great. And then it, it'll be better. Yeah. you know? But it's been lovely to meet you they're in the management sandwich.
1: Much yeah. more much more so in London than the US where they're appreciative of real advice.
0: Do we like hey. it.
1: Yeah. It was much more about tell me what's wrong and tell me what, how, how this could be improved. Yeah, where well, your opinion That's was respected to, rather than oh, you, moron. You didn't see it. What what what, what aren't you
0: seeing here? You know. <laughs> and uh, for you, Sandy, what do you think has been? Um, because I mean, for, uh, I hate to use these words, but you you're a distributor at its core. That was your your primary industry historically. Is that fair or brand developer?
2: Yeah, I think it was more. Um, it's always
0: a dirty word, distribution,
2: isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? distribution is weird because for the very reason that. As we laugh you know sometimes we talk to p- people will come to me because I got known for taking things Getting that were right. unknown right. and then guiding them In through the heart seat,
0: taking something unknown and guiding
2: them yeah. through the the steps of what had to happen right. and one of the reasons it worked is that I could see the stories that an
0: America is such a big market. Your voice would have been very loud well, to a brand.
2: No, no. Only because if you were a mass market brand, I'm not any use to you. Right. I don't have those instincts. I don't have those. That's very interesting. Yeah, your
0: your your instinct is for is for something is else. For,
2: is for it's so cool. niche and than building into a bigger luxury brand. That I always felt like I knew how to do. And the difficult thing, the word distribution pinpoints it because people would come and contact me and say, "How, how many stores do you think we can go into year one? And I would... Explain that you need, you know, to establish visibility, you need to position the brand, you need to da, 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 da. and then after a long phone conversation they'd come back to Yeah, but how many stores do you think we could go into year one? Then? You need
0: you need to go speak to my friend Ed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Knock it on the
0: head for you for about five minutes. you know. What's the hardest thing you do in, in your... I mean, it's a, you, you, yeah, in, in your new role, let's say, in your new role. Have you been trading together now? You've got, you've got current customers, to you, and stuff? Mm-hmm.
1: I think the hardest thing yeah. is after we have a dialogue and dialogue and dialogue <laughs> and, and we're forced to say to them, we're really not for you. The slow no.
2: You've You've heard heard by, you no. could do it
3: by text. Have you thought about that? It doesn't yeah.
2: necessarily start as, oh, no. as a slow no. It starts with us thinking there might be something here. You have to explore And then it. the conversation continues. And then when it comes back around to whatever is the equivalent of, how many stores do you think you could get me into the first year? We know that we're not right for them.
1: I know, like like fast forward. Like what happened with the pandemic? You didn't have to go into a store. No, You didn't, you didn't have to go you didn't have to leave your house for anything. No, like the one thing out of the pandemic really was how quickly every single generation adopted Gen Z values. Yeah. Very so true. Com- so coming out uh, And
0: that was good for all of us to get over video conferencing and my dad to get over it. That was good, you know.
1: Yeah, but if you're not Talking about sustainability, if you're not talking about diversity, and if you're not talking about inclusivity right now, or if you didn't spend the last two and a half years as a brand adopting and changing your story to match that, Sorry. you are absolutely screwed because if someone is looking to spend money now, they're gonna look and see what you actually represent. Yeah. And they're gonna and and they can smell a story that's not genuine and you will get called out.
3: And your story as a brand has to be genuine. Yep. And that's not just Generation Z, it's like everybody's adopted the same thing. Everyone. That's right. All
1: the, every every yeah. generation.
3: What are you most excited about for every your business? business? You know, for
2: me, it's joint, separately and jointly, we have so much experience. And when we find the right connections, we can do so much. To help a new baby brand not waste money, not okay. not spend money on, on stupid things, focus on what the real core issues are, strengthen the story, find the ways to get the story told, because it has to be, that genuineness has to come out, and... You have to, especially for a new niche brand, you have to start by telling it on your own website and on social media.
3: There's something surely so satisfying, though, about giving that value add to very early stage brands. Yeah. Because you're giving so much to them that, you know, a bigger brand might not need.
1: And we don't have to work with dicks.
0: Yes. <laughs> no sense. dicks. No, I'm sorry. Nilis <laughs> cockis. So do you think a brand needs to be in London or New York or neither or both or does it matter? I,
1: I don't think it matters wherever it starts.
0: doesn't matter really. You don't need to do the Paris, London, New York, Tokyo showboat, sticking in Harrods, whatever it is.
1: That would be somebody who was looking for
0: a quick buck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Would they get a quick buck? They're not going to sell any in the department stores, are they? One or two maybe.
2: They're going to spend a lot of bucks Yeah, they're gonna, they're and <coughs> probably not get enough bucks back.
0: Okay interesting. And so the first step you would say, I mean, you can pick industries, but for any of these brands is you've got to get your story. You've got to tell your story and start what in social media and, and getting a ground.
2: I, I have always believed and I have always said, if you focus on doing the work well, the money will happen. If you focus on the money, you will fuck up the work. I mean, even when I couldn't afford it, I I couldn't bring myself right. to focus on the money.
0: Yeah, 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 do it right. Do it right, do, it, do it, right. it well. So where'd you see, let's talk about retail. Retail's in a big old mess. What the, where, yeah, Ed, what are, you, what are we doing here? Where, where are we going?
1: I think everyone has to, to everyone took a pause. And the world changed. Yeah, and in the blink of an eye, the onus is now on brands Mm -hmm. to make themselves desirable. You can no longer rely on a large American store to do your PR or your social media. They will not do that. And they will not carry you unless you are desirable.
0: We slightly like that before, but a lot less likely. They be, still be, had a power. In, in
1: America, with stores like Barney's, you could be cool by association. Yeah, that and, was the principle. Anybody who was put into Barney's, everybody went through there. It's in Barney's. I need to get that. There's very few stores left like that. In London, it's Liberty probably and Harvey Nicks.
0: So, okay, so you got to make yourself desirable for retail to care. But what about retailers are like you know I mean it's a huge problem you know in London it's still 34 percent vacancies in West End
2: yes, it's I think even worse here but,
0: but what it shows
1: you though is you never really needed all that stuff to begin with no, you
2: didn't. And, and a you lot did. of it was repetitious and boring
1: and you didn't need all those stores so it's re- really a strange culling of the herd yeah you know that you know you have 400 stores in America you need a hun- you need a hundred. <laughs>
3: And now, a quick word from our sponsor.
0: Ulrich Clark
3: got its start back in 1935. And while the world has changed a bit, it's more than just survived. From complying with the FCA and all things financy.
0: they can also speak fluently in the language of legalese. Aury Clark was born and raised right here in the UK, and now for 20 years they've been helping others get set up and on their way. Ori Clark's door's always open and happy to provide straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935.
3: Big shout out to Sean Veer Singh for a stellar jingle. You can find him at Sean Veer Singh Music on Instagram. And at this point, let me quickly remind you to give us a nice review, please, on Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify so you'll never miss an episode. Now back to the chat.
0: What's the best thing about New York?
1: I think anybody can make it here. You really think that? Yeah.
3: And if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere?
1: Pretty much. But But if you made
3: it here first.
1: yeah. Yeah. But But I found that less easy in London.
0: Best thing about London?
1: Well, coming from New York, you think you're living in the melting pot of the world, but you're not until you live in London.
0: Oh, that's a nice thing. Oh, think. for sure. I think with the original melting, melting pot, the, yeah. the, there's, and there's less guns, so there's a bit more, yeah. a bit more chill vibe. What's, what's really great
1: about it is yeah. that it, it is very... Ingrained in the culture.
2: What did you just tell me about chicken tikka marsala? <laughs>
0: Very astute. To I, I have Sandy heard. I have heard that,
1: that it, it, has, it has it has surpassed fish and chips as the number one dish in the UK. <laughs> the other the other thing about London versus New York, New York, you can be a fast friend. Everyone's your friend in in London. They're not your friend so easily. What happens if you break through and you become a friend with someone? who is British, you have that friend over uh, friend, You have that for life. Me, meanwhile, this is the person that you may be friendly with in America. It's probably, the friendship might be real, but it's site-specific. But there's people that I know in London, it's no longer site-specific, and we're really tight.
0: So let's talk sustainability. Be industry-specific if you wish, but what do you think business needs to be doing about net zero or...
1: Well, I think the first thing a business has to do is realize just how much damage they're doing, doing nothing, mm-hmm. or, or without changing. That's the first
0: Measure that's, it or that's, just, just sort of wake that's, up?
1: That's the, first, that's the first reality. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can break it down into fashion, you can break it down into beauty, but really it's about getting that balance of carbon correct. Yeah, you know, and there are certain ways that you do it. You know, you do it with offshore wind. You do it with nuclear power. You do it with zero emission vehicles. You do it with electric cars. You do green public transport, electric buses. You do it with greener buildings, more energy efficient. You know, you protect the natural environment and you expand it. I mean, all of that. You know, and then you move into you know those different clean technologies.
3: But that's asking people to think about. Awful lot of stuff. It That's is stuff. so. If, so if
1: you break it down to something that would be important to you, if it's let's say it's fashion,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I would think about the impact of making the goods, the raw material creation, processing, and manufacturing, the wearing and the caring for. Which is, just minimize
0: in all of these groups. We go through these groups, and what do we do? We what we we just minimize as best we can.
1: You have to think about the entire cycle: yeah. the the creation of the raw material, the manufacture, the use, and then the disposal. So how can you get around a lot of that? Well, what about reusing? What, what about recycling?
0: Yeah.
1: Are you using organic cotton? Is it, are you using natural dyes? Are you locally sourcing? Is your supply chain transparent and visible? Transparent and visible to who? Do you, do you rent and repair? Yeah, yeah. You're, all of them, in beauty. I mean, you just want products that are... Have natural ingredients, I say, derived from renewable sources. You know, you have package waste. It's, it's a what's, lot.
0: What's hardest about this? though? I mean, that's you know.
1: Everybody should should look at it as not one big thing that needs to be solved. They should break it apart
0: into little pieces. Yes.
1: Okay. And in the, if I was in the beauty business, I would look at the packaging. I would look at you know the, the water retention. You know, I would look at you know what the formula is. Am I recycling? Do I do? A refill versus a single use where you throw you throw the product out after one use. And and the bigger picture is that now after the pandemic, you know, people realize that they don't need as much. So they are buying mm. less. And it's a different and but it's better. Quality so with a think that's less part
0: of what's going on now. The, yeah. sort of the slight downturn, people are buying less. Oh,
1: absolutely. But think... they're buying more precious and they're gonna be they're gonna be using Why it for, did for the pandemic They're gonna be using it, it for longer. Because they bought
0: so much shit during it.
1: Yeah, you you just you put the brakes on it and all of a sudden you're what are you surrounded with? Well all of this junk.
0: Best advice you ever be given. That's that's that's, that's yes. oh. embrace change. Or don't be afraid of change. Who, who told you that piece of advice? Her name is Angela Arons. Angela Aarons Uh-huh. Sounds like a name I should know. See, she, what did Angela Aaron's do? From Apple, and before that she ran Burberry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, before,
1: and, and before that, I, I worked for her at Henry Bendel, and I learned quite a lot. Oh, so
0: when her. I asked Eddie if there was anyone, one of many mentors. Yes. yes. And
2: hey, Sandy? Cool. Best advice I ever got was watch what they do, not what they say. Oh, mm-hmm. particularly your children.
0: Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're sticking their fingers in light socket. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yes. So between you, you can have as many as you want, but top three pods or books or records, albums, something you say, let's check that out. My tops. Um, who do I like?
2: Oh, you just told me about Alice Coltrane. Oh, Alice Coltrane. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm still very partial to all the disco that I grew up to going to going to all the clubs here in new york in the early Donna 80s summers, all know.
0: of it all of it uh-huh. <laughs> yeah fantastic fantastic
3: Sandy?
2: oh for me besides alice coltrane uh, i'm a keith jarrett girl keith jarrett wow mm-hmm.
0: these are great recommendations i love that they're music recommendations i mean yeah. uh, in the home Find of keith a, a serious great. amazing uh, city of music you know Okay, so that brings us to the favorite part of the show. The business versus bullshit round. Cue the music, D. This is where we're going to... Give you some terms, some important key terms, and you have to tell us whether you think it is business or bullshit. And the first person who answers, that's the answer we're going with, because you're a duo, yeah? And you need to think psychopathically. Okay. Psychopathically, synchronomial, not psychr- psychopathically. Psychr- synchronomial, <laughs> <telepathically laughs> synchronized. I, mean, you know, I would prefer it if you didn't psychopathically
3: think psychopathically about anything. Psychopathically. You need
0: to be in synchrony, but not psychopathic. Okay, go ahead.
3: Uh, diversity quotas, business.
0: Yeah. Stand-up meetings. Never met anyone who's had one maybe you have on the retail floor? Stand the concept meeting. that you have a meeting standing up rather than sitting down because it'll be quicker. Yeah. I have a bed back. Yeah. No, so I stand up most of the day. Oh, yeah, I'm really sorry about that so far. I wish you'd told me
1: that in the beginning. So, I'm really yeah, sorry yeah. About it. Yeah. I mean, I have a desk that's kind of built so I stand
0: at it. Caffeine coffee well or tea we say caffeine because you know i forget about the tea that you can't make in this city that's gotta be business it's gotta be business business. okay meeting agendas i'm bullshit (laughs) <laughs> oh, well. This business
3: is not going to work out very well. We're, we're, knocked
0: out of the, we're knocked out of the first round. Well, me. now you know before you go to a meeting that Sandy would quite find. like a call before the meeting just to do a little bit of an agenda and work out what you're going to say. And you should, Ed would not like a phone call to discuss the planning of the meeting.
3: He'd like no, to no, wing no. it. No. No, no, I,
0: no, I just think they're more productive
1: sometimes when they're free form.
3: There's a lot riding on this one, so think carefully before you answer. Office dogs.
2: I
0: love office oh God. Dogs. And, and I, I allowed
1: do off. Do. I allowed office dogs do at do liberty. That yes. is
0: yes. Uh, carbon credits. <laughs> <laughs> Business. Business. <laughs> Business. I think that's probably the simplest um,
3: answer. Um, swearing in meetings.
0: Business. Thanks, Sandy. She's just saying that because I'm here. Pub lunches. It's I, what the, British I think we're like, just
3: sort of meaning drinking at lunchtime. Well,
0: we go to lunch, you know, we go, let's do some business, Ed. let's go to the pub. You know, I love it. Or,
1: yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah.
3: Well, if you worked in London for any length I, of time, yeah. you didn't have, toys, you really? have a choice. That's yeah. it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, um. The next one is B Corpse. Have you come across B Corpse? No. They're a are they're, they're an American creation actually, and the idea is that it's a, it's a certification that you get that says you're a business for good, and you have to. There are lots of different categories, and you have to okay. be treating your employees well, treating the environment properly, you know, doing certain things in certain. Oh, I think that is actually that, I
1: think that is business because I have come across other other things that are similar to that, and. Actually the person that I was talking to you about, we originally said Lucy Green, the one you're gonna to talk to, just did a report for the on the future of good. Oh wow. For several very big high profile clients. Wow. You know, so it's 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 on corporate America's mind.
0: NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. It's
2: okay. Bullshit. Yes. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. Ed-lodding. Ed-lodding. Uh, I won't do them. Oh, P- people give them to me and I say, you know, I've been doing this stuff for 30 years. Yeah. I probably yeah. just know things
3: yeah. that you could claim. Yeah. yeah. I've And frankly, do you there. really think Anything I need to steal your idea, you. lady? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, unlimited
2: vacation. That's really hard because it depends on the person.
0: Oh so some mm. people you you good you good well someone you could trust some
2: was. people
1: Maybe it should just be called fair vacation.
2: Fair yeah, vacation
0: good thing. LinkedIn, the powerhouse, social media giant, LinkedIn. Bullshit. Bullshit, good, it's getting a lot of support, you know, everyone thinks it's business, business, business. I quite business. like the fact that we're
3: having a decent mm. amount of
0: bullshit in this though. Yeah, it's a lot of bullshit, it's good. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair
3: play to you net
0: zero. That's business.
1: If you need to get there. <laughs> we
0: need to
3: yeah. get there. If the
0: business community ain't going to do it, no one else going to do it. You uh, interestingly emailed me this uh, as, a, as a warm-up Bitcoin.
2: I think it's bullshit.
0: <laughs> She's lady like, You say BS. You're, BS. You, I said bullshit. No, you, you're quite right. But... I well, feel under pressure to shout
1: I, shit in the I, you.
2: You know? What do you think? Bitcoin, you're going to Bitcoin? You, you going to
0: Bitcoin?
1: I'm undecided. Yeah.
2: Ah. Okay. Warren Buffett
3: says it's right.
2: Away.
0: But when did he say that? Was that recently? Was that oh, what? yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Bloody Warren.
3: Um, <laughs> NF- <laughs> NFTs.
0: Nuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Nuffs. Sorry. Bullshit. Oh, <laughs>
1: I can see how that is business.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, do you know now the um, kids, they share their virtual libraries. So, you know, you'd come around my house and look uh at my record collection and then my shoes and you Mm -hmm. think, God, this guy really needs to get a woman. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) No, the point is you come around, you sort of show off your wares and everything and then that's what they do digitally now. You know, I open up my vault to you. Mm -hmm. You can wander around and say, oh, look, he's got an an original, you know, stencil of... Paul McCartney's oh, middle so finger. I don't know. Yeah. Brexit. <laughs> so Unfortunately,
1: unfortunate. that was business. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Um. Thought leadership.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, so with you, Ed. I can't yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Thought
0: leadership. Uh, gender pronouns attached to correspondence. Oh, Tricky. Tricky, be careful. You need to be careful. Uh, for me, it's business. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone should wear a name badge, but they won't listen to me. Just so I remember their name. Okay, that's it. You have completed our quick file round. You did tremendously. <laughs> you got 2,712 points. <laughs> I thought your answers were super. <laughs>
3: Okay, so this is where we give you guys 30 seconds to pitch your business.
2: Well, after so many years of knowing each other and talking about work that we see being done, Ed and I found ourselves both in the same city and both with the inclination to work on some projects together. So we formed a business entity that is called Berbers. Get it? For Burroughs and Burstell.
0: Burroughs and Burstell, of course. Sandy Burroughs and Ed Burstell, very good. And
2: what we have started doing is, as people contact me or contact Ed or...
0: It's a consultancy, ultimately.
2: Yeah, it's you, you, an advisory. You, 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 you,
0: you is get really charge
2: for what your it time, is. Or yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we time. charge for our time and or for doing project work.
0: work. How do I get in contact you? With you know, if I'm listening to this, you you send an email, or not really. You need to kind of know someone who knows someone who knows someone. I don't know anyone. <laughs>
1: no, we, I mean, we have gotten the balance of of you know, the people that we help. So you're good. Through, you're good for now through through referrals. But you know, if someone wants to contact us.
2: Oh, what's,
0: you got a website
1: or
2: well we're just in a we're it a be, little it, it bit linkedin, LinkedIn maybe LinkedIn maybe no,
0: no. <laughs> don't contact me on LinkedIn no <laughs> you can contact me on LinkedIn you could contact you on LinkedIn yeah. okay yeah fantastic so there you have it that was another episode of Business Without Bullshit and we are live in New York it's fantastic um, thank you to uh, you dear listener for joining us thank you to Ed and Sandy for killing it on the mic mm-hmm. Thank you to my co-host, Pippa. Thank you to my M&M eating producer, D. Fantastic work. Fantastic work. Thanks and, for having us. And, and um, until next time, it's ciao.